This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Thursday, January 9th, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. Joined, as always, on Thursdays by Steve Wolfong, Director of Recruiting for 24-7 Sports. Steve, the sun is shining bright there in a crisp gem city. How is it in Indy? Daniel, it is a very sunny 31 degrees here in Naptown, but we'll take it. We greenhouse the Wolfong house these days. We open all the blinds and have the sun pour in and give the heater a break. Um, these are the winter days that I can take. Although I wouldn't mind a little snow on the weekend to go sledding with my boys, but keep it off the roads. I'm like you in the Midwest. Beggars can't be choosers. I will take the sun. I will also take the number one guard in the United States committing to Ohio State. I enjoy that as well. It happened yesterday. Donovan Jackson, Episcopal High School in Bel Air, Texas. As I stated, the number one offensive guard in both a 24-7 sports composite and our own 24-7 sports rankings. You know him well. Please let Ohio State fans know just what they got out of the Lone Star State. Well, Donovan's been on the radar for a long time. Uh, for one, he goes to a high school. And I think we talked about this before on the Bucknuts 1 and 5, that it's going to have three first-round draft picks. Uh, coming up or three potentials in Walker Little, offensive tackle Stanford, uh, Marvin Wilson, defensive tackle Florida State, and then everyone knows Jalen Waddell, uh, all from the same high school. They all played on the same team. They all won games in a fashion that you would expect a high school team with th- those three players on it to win games, uh, particularly because Jalen Waddell was just something else with the ball in his hands on the prep level. But Donovan Jackson's the next man up. Uh, from this school and another guy that has that similar potential to be a first-round draft pick and certainly a, a, a first day or well they, they don't have it old school anymore I always say first day uh, certainly a, a, a top three round draft pick um, and it'll be interesting to see how he continues to develop I mean right now he's one of the best interior offensive linemen in America regardless of grade if you're putting together a high school team the best high school team you could possibly he would be on it as, as one of your guards or centers. And he's got tackle length, so he could play all the positions uh, on the offensive line. But if you look at some of the top offensive linemen in the NFL on the interior, they're also big, long suckers in, in the middle that, you know, can, can really control the line of scrimmage with their with their arms and their reach and, and their length. And, and, and so, uh, but Don, Donovan Jackson was a big pickup for Ohio State as, as they continue to recruit guys uh, nationally that are to the standard of championship level football. And this is a young man that had 33 offers from all the powerhouses. Uh, and, and so uh, this, this is a blue chip win. Yeah, you mentioned Episcopal. When it comes to private school athletics in Houston, Episcopal is the gold standard in both football and basketball. 
Here's my question. How is it that Ohio State can continually go into Texas and take away their best players? This has to drive Tom Herman crazy. Now, we know it actually does drive him crazy, and we all know what he's capable of doing with a, uh, a cell phone and a contact list. But to do it repeatedly like this, that's got to be frustrating for the Texas people. Well, I know you all like to point out the Longhorns here on the Bucknuts 1 and 5, but it's equally as frustrating for the Aggies that certainly would have loved to have Donovan Jackson or Jeffrey Okuda or Baron Browning or Garrett Wilson uh, or J.K. Dobbins or Jackson. Are they good? Jigba. Yeah, are those and, guys and good? so those guys are good, and this is another Lone Star State win. Uh, and for Ohio State, it's they're able to go into every region of the country and land a, a, a top guy. You know, they go into California and they get C.J. Stroud. They they go into SEC country and get their their meat off the bone too. They're not just getting scraps and 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 fat. Although I call fat flavor uh, uh, when I'm eating real food, but you know you get the point. And, and, and so um, Donovan Jackson's Texas. Everyone recruits Texas. So it's not easy to put the wall up, uh, and and when you get a blue chipper out of Texas, you're not just beating the Longhorns, but you're beating the Aggies, who are working on a second straight top ten recruiting class themselves in 2020, and have the same ambition in 21. Kids that fit Ohio State's culture and their DNA, and their kids that are want to spread their wings and go far away, and and families that are built for that. Not every family is built for sending their kid four, five, six states away. And that's okay. Uh, but what what Ohio State does a good job of doing is figuring out who those young men are. And they take their swing as on blue chippers early and and uh see where it goes and and and, and I mean hell, JK Dobbins committed to Ohio State without even visiting. That's still that is still a lights out recruiting win. And, and but but just getting the getting those other just getting those other guys to recognize that Ohio State's the best fit for them is it's not easy. It shouldn't be taken for granted, uh, these recruiting wins, because they happen year in and year out. To identify the guys that are Ohio State fits, then to still out-recruit Stanford and Texas, uh, um, where those young men fit there as well. Um, it's it's just another another uh, a notch on the belt, but, but they, these wins shouldn't be taken for granted. It's hard to win these recruiting battles, even though Ohio State routinely has been doing it. The other recruit Ohio State got a commitment from this week, Jalen Johnson, not as highly rated, safety out of Cincinnati LaSalle, but they're super high on him. And we were talking about this. It kind of is indicative of the way Ohio State puts a class together. Well, it's a kid that Ohio State obviously believes in and, and a young man that they're willing to take a commitment from early uh, at a position where it, it, the success of the defensive backs has been pivotal in the success of the program. So, uh, he's a young man that was start, starting to see his stock really rise on the trail, and, and Ohio State offered early, so it's not like he was a this was an offer and a commit on the spot. He had had an Ohio State offer for a while, and even went out and saw some places and, and, and saw some things. But such as every powerhouse program, there's guys that you have a built-in advantage for too, where you don't really have to go to war to win the recruiting battle. And this was one where. I don't think Ohio State had to move heaven and earth to land. Land, and, and uh, he's an in-state kid uh, from a powerhouse program from in-state that uh, traditionally has Division One players year in and year out. Maybe not always of Ohio State's caliber, but Big Ten caliber. 
and and uh, this is a guy that they believe in. And uh, talking to another coach in the league, Steve Specht at St. Xavier, uh, he said that this guy's different than than some of the guys that, in their league that have gone on to Division One Power Five schools. And so uh, he he gets the uh, nod uh, from opposing coaches as well. That he was like, I, I get why Ohio State's taking him. He was calling him State. I get why State's doing. You know, I'd never really heard that before, but. Um, uh, it looks like Buckeyes landed one of Cincinnati's best. Always a little bit of an advantage to get a kid out of Cincinnati. We know the history there. Ohio State has not always been able to attract the best out of there. We're going to take a quick commercial break, come back, talk some more Cruton with Steve Wolfong. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. We are back, Steve. We're down in Texas for an extended look at a lot of future Buckeyes at the All-American game. One of the guys that I really wanted to hear you talk about at length once you got back, got a chance to see him play, see him talk to everybody, see him be around everybody, see him Stroud. There are some who really do think he is the successor to Justin Fields. Now that you've had a chance to be around him as much as you have, give everybody an understanding of what they're getting and what do you think his possible future could be like in Columbus. Well, I I am also one that thinks he's going to be the next start, starting quarterback at Ohio State after Justin Fields. I expect him to take. I think I expect him to get burned as a true freshman uh, because Ohio State's going to have some big wins and he's going to have some opportunity to to get a taste. I, I don't think he'll redshirt. I really don't. Um, I think that he'll play in, in more than four games and and then he'll get a chance to take the take the reins as a sophomore and obviously he's got Jack Miller to compete with who's another uh talented high school signal caller but I just think when you look at CJ Stroud see just the progression of him as a player uh from junior year uh, where he kind of emerged as a guy to know through for 2343 yards and 19 touchdowns to senior to that summer um winning the elite 11 finals uh and, and showing his growth at the position to then this fall showing he's more than just a camp guy, shirt and T-shirt, throwing for 3,878 yards, completing 66% of his passes. So you see that completion percentage go up, 47 touchdowns uh, and only nine picks, um, had over 100 more attempts as a senior than he did a junior, although he did play in two more games. So uh, that, you know, maybe that's a difference of 50 passes or whatever, but uh, he – he he really is developing. His trajectory is on the uptick. He's getting better. Uh, he has all the tools from a throwing standpoint. Uh, and, and he showed in the All-America Bowl that he's got some ability to run. He's not going to be a dual-threat guy uh, in the sense that I expect him to rush for 1,000 yards and throw for over 2,000. But I do think that he can extend plays. I do think he can get chunk yardage if needed. And I think he can make things happen in that facet. But where I'm most excited about C.J. Stroud, where I think I have him pegged, but time will tell because Ohio State's a pressure cooker. And you all have heard me talk about it before, but to play quarterback at Ohio State, you have to be incredibly mentally tough. And you have to be incredibly confident in yourself. 
And when maybe you're not playing well, to have bounce back ability on a drive or within a game. And, and I think that C.J. Stroud mentally is equipped to handle the stage at Ohio State. Around his teammates, intangibles, personality, what kind of guy are they getting? Well, he's outgoing and he's personable and he's he's chatty and he and and I think that he'll embrace being a leader uh, of a program of any college football program. He just chose Ohio State. Um, he did say, man, it was close down the stretch with Georgia, and that his mom really was loving Georgia. Like his mom loved Ohio State too, but she was loving Georgia and the idea of moving to Atlanta too. And so that that got interesting there uh, at the end. Um, but Ohio State holds off Georgia and uh, land C.J. Stroud. And what a for one of the West Coast best quarterbacks, you have Bryce Young going to Bama, you have D.J. Ugalili going to Clemson, and you have Stroud going to uh, Ohio State. Uh, and D.J. chose Clemson over Oregon. Bryce was committed to USC. Uh, but then you have a Georgia-Ohio State battle. The West Coast Pac-12 uh, um, uh, raid continues for – for these programs as USC tries to get it in line. And I think that means you're going to see those teams in the playoff going forward. You won't see the Pac-12. Let's finish with this. Paris Johnson, another Cincinnati standout, went down to the All-American practices as the number one rated offensive tackle. How did our guy do? How would you put him in context with the rest of the offensive tackles? Like I said, I'm not sure I've seen a more impressive tape when you're looking and projecting a left tackle? Well, so with, before I dive into PJ, you look at Paris Johnson's testing numbers. 4.53 shuttle and a 32.5 inch vertical leap at six foot seven, 290 pounds. That's crazy testing numbers. <clears throat> Donovan Jackson is, is a guy that um, also tested off the charts 463 shuttle so not quite as good as the elite mark that PJ posted but one year younger and a 32 2 inch vertical leap so these guys are explosive at 290 and 295 pounds so the way that these guys can come off the ball and, and bang with defensive linemen and control the line of scrimmage the, the the opportunity there it's 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 phenomenal and then their change of direction quickness is off the charts anything under five is like in my opinion is really good if I see an offensive lineman with a sub five shuttle in high school I'm like that's an eye opener for me these guys are three tenths of a second faster than that or over I mean PJ's damn near five tenths of a second faster than that and 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 uh, um, it's almost four for Donovan so for PJ. We, we've had him as our number one offensive tackle from the beginning. We've had, we pegged some of these guys well early. I mean, Julian Fleming was our number one receiver uh, from the jump, uh, and, and P.J. is another one, number one offensive tackle early on. And I think for P.J., you go into this All-America Bowl, and the only thing you're really looking to see, and you figure he had it because the senior film is just some boss stuff of him dominating and flexing his muscle and doing what a big guy's supposed to do. But just making sure that he has that in him against these kinds of Jims and Joes, that toughness, that not, that uh, courage, not going to back down. Because a lot of times these offensive linemen are going to get their asses kicked down here because they're just not who they're going to be in two, three years. 
where a lot of these D-linemen walk in the door ready-made to make a difference, at least on passing downs, and be a pass rusher. Um, and so for, for Paris, it was more about just one final check. Is this guy got the, the moxie, the courage to bang with Brian Brzee and, and Will Anderson and, and those type of guys, even if he's not winning the reps? Because and he, and he won his fair share. Uh, but it wasn't like he went out there and was just like a, a, a clear, like, he didn't like dominate it in the in the sense that he was like light years better than everybody right now, uh, but his ceiling is still through the roof. Uh, he's got he's got top of the draft type potential, and, and so we still feel really good about him after watching him trade reps with those guys and compete hard. And then you throw in just his athletic traits and frame and where he could go and where Ohio State could get him. Uh, still love him. It definitely seems like the ceiling is the roof for Paris Johnson. That was an excellent appearance by Steve Wolfong. We all got a little smarter on recruiting. Have a good one, Bucknutters. Thanks, y'all. See you on the front row. Hello, everyone. It's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.